0: She was a single mother of three living her life when her life changed completely. What happened? And what is her life like today? Hello, everyone. I'm Pamela Brewer, welcoming you to this edition of Mind Talk. Today's guest is Maqueta Williams, who is the founder and CEO of Envision Proven Success, which is a nonprofit organization. Maqueta, welcome to Mind Talk
1: thank you and thanks for having me on
0: now mcquetta you are as we speak you are located where
1: in columbus ohio
0: okay and uh as we discussed a moment ago you've got some high winds there so if uh, folks are hearing anything in the background it might be that all right (laughs) tell us about you heard me introduce you as a single mother raising three children which sounds uh, really kind of complicated and challenging. What was your life like as a single mom raising three children?
1: Well, um, it was sort of difficult difficulty dealing with some form of, uh, of anger because this is something that seemed to be in a pattern in the past with my mother being a single mother with four children. Okay. And um, the deception of thinking like being married and, Raising a family with the house and the white picket fence all came to a halt because of um, this. Um, because of the fact of the separation.
0: Okay, so you feeling a little angry, maybe a little abandoned. Uh, three kids is more than a notion, even if it's two parents with one parent. My
1: goodness. Yes, it is. It's more than. It's more, it was more than a notion. Especially when you're getting, um, I got in the habit of having that partner there helping raising the children and because of uh, our disagreements that we had to separate and left me with the three children alone.
0: So what were you doing? Um, raising the kids, were you leaving, uh, to work outside the home or, or what was happening in your life at that point?
1: At that point I was forced to work outside the home to be the sole survivor, um, I had to relocate. We were in California at the time. So I had to relocate back, um, to Ohio. My hometown is in Africa, but I, because of the job market at that particular time, I had to come to Columbus to be able to feed my family. And so, um, just, uh, the whole idea of learning how to be the sole survivor of the family, working two jobs, trying to manage different personalities of the children and the transition they were going through. It was, and it was angry because I, I did have that other person there to assist me through all this.
0: So it 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 really sounds you know it's something that we don't often think about when we think about um parenthood particularly parent uh single parenthood you had three children each with their own personalities you're living through your own life th- sort of the loss of the relationship and the the disappointment in that and then dealing with the children's reaction to the loss and then the relocation uh, did you have any time to yourself as you were raising these kids? And I, I heard you say you were working two jobs at the time.
1: Yes. At some point, I had to work two jobs. Um, in the midst of that, too, uh, my daughter at 15 years old had gotten pregnant. So Now I'm a grandmother and with the, now the three children and trying to, um, to connect with um, keeping them encouraged and let her know like, well, okay, you got pregnant, but you know all's not lost, we still move forward, and um yeah, it was <laughs> such a difficult time uh, but we made it. it it
0: it sounds difficult, sounds like uh, a, a polite way of saying what was going on in your household. But then things changed uh on November fifteenth in two thousand four, your life changed forever. What happened?
1: Yes, it did. At that time, all my children were grown. They, I um, had one had went to the service. The other one had was work, gangly working. My daughter was in college, um, and um, due to a short illness that I had, I thought it was the flu, and it turned into something more um, drastic than that. Um, I lost down to three point five units of blood, and with that, I lost my vision, and it was like. Um Friday, I could see, and I woke up Saturday, and I was blind.
0: Oh, my goodness! I mean that just to hear you describe it in that way is it, it almost takes one's breath away. What on earth was your initial reaction?
1: What do blind people do? <laughs> you see them in the stores, you see them um at church and in the community. And you never give it a second thought because it doesn't affect you. Yeah. And so um, my thing was, like, initial question was, what do blind people do? And then I was in, first of all, in denial of being blind um, because I just thought maybe the room was dark. Okay. You know, and then when the doctor kept um, trying to get me to count his fingers and I'm figuring, like, he's trying to play a game with me, you know. And so when I really resonated in, that I had lost my sight, um, it was a scary feeling. What came through my mind is I'll never be able to see my grandchildren, the the flowers, the trees, those little things that we take for granted, that we see every day, it was gone.
0: Now, at the time that you woke up and, and realized that you couldn't see anything, were you home alone?
1: Yes, I was.
0: So you, I was
1: home alone. Yeah, you you had to find yeah.
0: your way to a phone or to reach out for help, not being able to see.
1: Yes, and I, when I got to the telephone, what I'd done was I, um, I dialed, um, I learned I dialed 411. At the point of me losing 3.5 units of blood, I didn't have enough blood in me to operate my brain and my heart, so I was totally delusional about a lot of things I was doing. But I ended up calling 411 and explaining to them it was dark, and so I just say by the grace of God, she called 911 for me and had them come in. And then when they um taken me to the hospital, then they discovered the fact that I had lost my sight. But I did lose all of it. I lost um totally blind in the left eye. I don't have peripheral vision, and I don't have lower vision in the right eye. I just have the top vision in the right eye. So I always make make it um, saying that God, I said, God is a humorous God because He knows I'm too nosy to be totally blind.
0: <laughs> well, how 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 do you um, how do you recall the reactions of friends and family when you told them what had happened?
1: Um, they, uh, unawarely, not understanding how it affected me, tried to. Um, prove to themselves that to to resonate themselves that I was blind. Because when you look at my eyes, I don't look like I'm blind. My my eyes are completely healthy. I just don't have light. And um so they would like point fingers, make faces, uh, to see what my reaction from that. And, I, and and after they realized I wasn't given a reaction um from that, you know, some of them realized they were blind. My friends I lost because One friend, when she saw me and I went to hug her, and she jumped away as though it was contagious. So they don't realize how that how that affects me mentally. Of course, um, to how to deal with it. And then when I receive my um, cane and walking in the room or going to the store or something, people see me, they'll immediately stop what they're doing and look at me. And I always consider myself like a freak. I say, well, the freak that entered the room. That sounds
0: so hard, honestly, and so painful.
1: Yes, it is. I got over it, the pity party of it. I I got over it. Um, I just uh, put in my mind, if this is the life that God had left me with, um, that I'm sure he would put people in my life, you know, that I needed to keep me strong and keep me moving on, and he has done that.
0: Maquetta, we're going to go to a break, but when we come back, you were able to get some assistance and you actually began to start your own organization, uh, really working on empowering others. So I would like to pick up with Envision when we come back from this break. Folks, this, sure, this is Pamela Brewer. You are listening to Mind Talk. And today's guest is Maquetta Williams, who is the founder and CEO of Envision Proven Success, a nonprofit organization in Ohio. We'll be right back. Quetta, tell us about Envision
1: Proven Success. What is that? Okay, Envision Proven Success, our mission is to provide knowledge and resources to empower women to improve their quality of life. And that mission started out um, first with the nonprofit organization, Dress for Success Columbus. After going through a lot of workshops and support groups uh, due to the loss of my vision, my big question then was, what did I get out of all of this? So what I decided to do was to um, create a platform where women can share their stories as a healing process, not only for themselves but other women that read the magazine. So the magazine is the annual magazine that comes out once a year, and the target women are women from domestic violence, human trafficking, reentry, recovery, and women with disabilities and different obstacles that women, as we women, go through. So let's
0: back up uh, a bit. This was three years. You founded this three years after your own change in, in life, which is really a pretty short period of time. How were you able to muster up the strength and the energy to and the courage to actually start and vision?
1: Okay, it, is, it was a little more than that. The first uh, part after I lost my vision, I went to different um, support groups. I, um, I, I decided what I would do. Those things that I could not accomplish uh, or finish when, um, by raising my children as a single mother was one of the things that I didn't, wasn't able to finish my degree. So I used that time in going back to school and fin- um, accomplishing my bachelor's degree. The one dream that I always wanted to do for my children is to help buy them a home. So I was able to become debt-free, went through learning how to become debt-free, and to um, accomplish buying my own home. So over the period of doing all of that, I just wanted a way to give back on how staying focused, regardless of what you're going through, just stay focused on your dream. It may take longer, but it'll get there. The magazine didn't originally start in 2014. Okay
0: you know as I listened to what you went through um and going back to get your degree um so you you had to have some accommodations uh because your vision wasn't what it was before
1: and you're right um there was a lot of people even with the um uh bureau and Vision, um, envision bureau i mean not the envision but the the um I can i say it. <laughs> Different organizations that were helping me out was telling me that I wasn't able to accomplish that because of my vision. Okay. But after I went back to um, the Bureau of um, Envision Impairment there, they um, allotted me um, to get a software that's called Tech. So I'd be able to read uh, the things on the computer in a larger print where I could see what the vision that I had. My textbooks were all done on C D, so they read the the C D um to me, which was harder than um it sounds because we are trained by nature, uh, by culture, we are trained when a person reads the story to you, you go to sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I can see somebody going to sleep on a textbook real easy.
1: <laughs> real easy. So that was that was not harder. <laughs> You down Get a whole lot of
0: you know what what's interesting um is that you had people telling you what you couldn't do as a result of your vision loss versus how to accomplish what you wanted to do until you got to an agency that was specifically geared to help people with vision loss. That's, it's kind of amazing, the, the the myths that we come up with in our head that we talk about as though they're fact when we think about somebody who has a disability of any kind.
1: Yes, yeah, so I think in my in, as a child... My mother always called me hard headed. So the word "can't" makes me move on. It, it, when don't can't and don't say I'm just. You just this or you can't. Those are two words I really don't like. Or you, I just really don't like that. You know. So if you you can do it, you just have to find another way to do it.
0: Fair enough. The um, getting your degree was astounding, and then being debt free and buying your own home. I don't know if there's anybody listening right now who can say that they're
1: completely debt-free. No, it was it was a challenge, but I was able to do that. Um, I think the biggest um, advantage of that was because of transportation. So when you have transportation, it's easy for you coming home from work and stopping at a store and picking up this or yeah. picking a sale here. And, but when you're disabled, you don't have that advantage to do that. Um, to stop at the store or to do things like that, sure. you know. So everything, and then the biggest challenge after that is you've been de- dependent, independent all all your life, you know. Um, I had two cars and unable to drive my cars, and now now you have to depend on people, and that's still a struggle today.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Tell us a little bit more about Envision. It it. it- from what you've described so far it's a resource for women who have gone through all kinds of trauma in their life. but really, the thing they have in common is that they've experienced trauma
1: that's right they, they experienced some kind of trauma trauma, but they overcome it to learn how to to lead to um to live to be a proven success story and A lot of um, organizations have a lot of women that have experienced these different traumas and what our society goes on is statistics. If how many women went through your program, how many women come out of your program, but after they come out of the program, where are they now? Uh-huh. So that's where if this improvement Success comes in. It's a platform to know where are they now because they need to give back. Their stories is a give back to the community to help the healing of other women that's going through what they've been through.
0: So you you say that you focus on women who have been through all kinds of things, including uh, trafficking, domestic violence. Just tell me what that's like just for you, realizing that you are reaching out and helping so many women.
1: What that is to me, I learn a lot about little bitty things um, about their past um, and to try to intersect with them on how to break those patterns. Um, how to tell signs when certain, um, like with human trafficking, when, a, when a, your young kids or what they're doing on the Internet, how to stay more, uh, keep aware of what's going on in your surroundings and not take everything for granted. Just because you see a person um, dressed in um, a, a beautiful attire, wearing a designer purse, you don't know what her struggle is or the trauma she's going through. So our tagline is, we don't look like what we've been through.
0: Which is very true, and so much of the, the world, at least in this country, is based on what people think you look like and the assumptions they make about what they interpret your look means.
1: Right, right. Go
0: ahead. I'm sorry. The other thing that I think about, particularly with the aspect of human trafficking, although I think that we as Americans are much more aware of it than we were some time ago, there's still this notion that human trafficking – only happens to other people over there in that country. It doesn't happen across the street or around the corner, or to the high school uh, girl or a boy who you think is just a problem child, but in fact they're victims of trafficking as well. So you're really broadening the awareness of people as well as giving direct support to the women who are going through these issues.
1: Yes, that too, and for the neighborhood to realize who is your neighbor? Is that a brothel house next door to you? When you see um, cars in, it coming in and out, when it comes to like a, a child being abused, physically abused, he doesn't look like he's been a physical abuse, but he is. That person that being human trafficking is it, more um, acceptable to pick up, like you have the dogs to do the sit about drugs. But how do you point out what's human trafficking?
0: So, uh, again, opening up, literally opening up the minds of the people who not only are a part of Envision Proven Success, but also are able to access the magazine. Now, you said the magazine is, is yearly?
1: Yes, yeah, come year, and we do the unveiling in September. We'll be doing the unveiling of the 2019 magazine um, on the 26th of September.
0: So, the is it understood when somebody comes into Envision Proven Success that they're going to they're going to go through a certain protocol? Uh, are they're going to have an intake, and then what's going to happen next?
1: Well, besides the magazine, we have different workshops. We have different we have a workshop once a month, and we have an array of t- uh, topics and whatnot. And Women, uh, we look for sponsor uh, organizations or businesses to sponsor a story for the women in the magazine um, to share their story. That, that helps out the, um, uh, the morale of the, of the organization or businesses they're working for because you'll be working in a cubicle next to a, um, a woman that's going through some things. And by sharing this story, it, it, it's a healing process for her as well. And it helps women to come out and share. You'd be shocked how many women will stand up and say, I, I want to share my story. Ah, uh, yes. So that's basically um, the women that come to us or an organization to come and want their, their story shared, shared in the magazine.
0: Is there a specific length of time uh, that each woman can be a part of Envision uh, Proven Success? Or is it once you're, once you're a part of the program, you're a part of the program?
1: Once you're part of the program, we would like to feel as though that you're part of the program and become a sisterhood. It involves, as far as in the community, a lot of the women have their own organizations um, and have created their own organization, um, nonprofits, since they've been in the magazine because they target on with it the trauma that they've been through. Like we have one of the ladies in the magazine that was done with human recovery, And the loss of her children, so she works with Franklin County Children's Services now as far as helping um, children that's been adopted out because of the loss of parents being on drugs.
0: Interesting. So, again, it just sounds like such a rich experience for the women who are a part of Envision Proven Success. How how does... you know what, Maqueta, we're going to take a break now. Uh, but when we come back, I'd like for you to tell us how a woman can become a part of Envision. Folks, this is Pamela Brewer. You're listening to Mind Talk, and I'm having a conversation with Maqueta Williams, who is the founder and CEO of Envision Proven Success. We'll be right back. McQuitta, how does a woman you you are located in Columbus, Ohio, correct? Yes. How does a woman become a part of Envision?
1: Hey, you could uh, contact us at www.envisionprovensuccess.com envisionprovincess dot com, or you, our phone number is six one
0: four three
1: three four one one eight eight. All right. Can you just share? And we also
0: Can you share that information again? Just repeat that.
1: Okay. The website is www.envisionprovensuccess.com. Our phone number is 614-334-1188, or you can email us at eps at envisionprovensuccess.org.
0: And Envision is spelled E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N yes tell us uh very briefly if you would what your life is like today how do you how are you navigating your own vision challenges today
1: well just been out in the community sharing the magazine sharing what the mission statement is about um trying to get different resources out there uh, awareness with different resources in the community where women can um connect with um and just enjoying life itself, just enjoying this part of my life.
0: For someone listening who may be experiencing a sudden trauma, such as you did, what would you say to them to sort of help them continue to look forward?
1: I would tell them to get involved in the community. If you're experiencing a vision loss, My experience is to get around people with vision Um, because to me personally, being around a lot of people without vision is depressing to me. So you want to get around people that's involved in the community and find your passion, find something that you enjoy doing, whether it's knitting, painting, coloring, find something you enjoy doing and build from there.
0: And it it also sounds like the words can't and just you you drop those from your vocabulary just delete them
1: yes cuz when you say i'm just doing this right here it sounds more powerful to say i'm doing this right here absolutely
0: And, Maquetta Williams, you, in addition to being the CEO and founder of Envision, you have been nominated for several awards. You received the Woman of Power Award from the Dress for Success Columbus organization. You're just doing so much, and I so much appreciate your joining us today and sharing your story.
1: Thanks for having me. I enjoy
0: sharing it. Wonderful. And folks, thank you for joining us today on this edition of Mind Talk. Mind Talk is available to you daily uh, as a public service and is not intended to replace anything, that any work that you might choose to do with a medical, mental health, or other professionals. You just heard our guest today talk about support groups. Support groups are a wonderful option, uh, and, and they don't put a hole in your budget by any stretch. So I, I would join McQuetta in just advising you to really consider a support group for whatever the issue is that you're dealing with, because there's likely to be one available, and if there isn't, you can start one yourself mind talk is produced by Jim Brown and 26 by two communications mind talk is available on demand by going to mind talk.org. That's M Y N D T a L K dot O R G. We're on several different platforms, likely your favorite. So take a look at when you get to the website, take a look at the various platforms that we are on. Uh, I want you to remember always that if it's unacceptable then it's unacceptable and just to echo what McQuetta said delete the word can't from your vocabulary. Thank you again so much for joining us today on this edition of Mind Talk.